Hey! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to UFC Roundup. Wow, Michael, it is December. We've only got another one after this. 296 yeah. is on the horizon. It is coming up this weekend in Las Vegas. I was just out there, but I couldn't stay. I'm not working it, so I get to watch and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, we are nearing the end of 2023, my friend. Um, it's been a special year. How are you? What? Let's start personally, right? We're going to get into 296. We've got some great five-round questions coming from the fans. But before yeah. we do that, let's check in. End of the year. How are you feeling? Yeah. What are your thoughts on fighting in 2024? And uh, where's your head at going into the new year? Well, I was at the Apex as well, Paul. It was the first time I got to go to the Apex as a fan and actually enjoy the all you I almost took you down in the hallway. <laughs> I, you, you had I a nice under That was good. I can tell you've been in the gym, Paulie. No, still waiting to see if you're going to fight in 2024 as well. But yes, talk to Sean Shelby. Um, you know, the plan is just to get through the holidays. I definitely want to spend some time in the mountains. I missed an entire winter training for um, uh, for Lee Jing Leung, and that fight never panned out. So I, I got to scrap that itch. I got to go ride some POW. And, uh, you know, but shred some, gnar. Is, shred some gnar, dude. But yes, the plan is to get back on the horse, get back to competition, get back in the wind column, and make another run at it. This old dog still got a lot of fight left in him. I, I love to hear it, man. I yeah. also agree. You have that. something coming up, Paul. Absolutely. Do. Yeah. Well, and I don't know how much I can talk about, but I am working a film. I leave tomorrow yeah. um, to go uh, to Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, and I'm excited, man. This That's is uh, this is a project that I think is really funny. Um, yeah. director is a guy who has reached out to me specifically, uh, saw hacks, uh, watches the UFC was a wrestler himself when he was younger and is a very, very talented writer. And th this is kind of what I've been waiting for an opportunity to really go and actually spread my wings a little bit as a performer and work with somebody who seems really awesome. The cast yeah. is really cool. Uh, so hopefully more details to come, but yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. And I just got done working this weekend. Man, real quick, before we move on, I want to talk about how you can see that mentality and how you handle pressure. Chris Gutierrez, man, he mm -hmm. really lost it in the cage on Saturday night. Song yeah. showed that I think he's amongst the elite. Was it a lackluster performance, according to some fans? Maybe because he had to shift gears. But what I saw on Saturday was Song able to adjust on the fly and win a fight, even if it's not going to be pretty against yeah. another pretty, you know, a, an elite guy. Whereas I saw Chris Gutierrez, a guy I'm a huge fan of and a fan of his gym. And Mark Montoya couldn't get a hold of this guy. He was yeah. fighting with people in the crowd. He was worried about shots in the back of the head. And just real quick, you know, just wanted to bring that up, that yeah. mentality, 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 when you're in a five-round main yeah. event fight is so important. Oh, it, it's just important in general. Like, I'll just be honest with you guys and be transparent. Like, I had a mental meltdown within a round against Kevin Holland. You know, it yeah. just sometimes that's the hardest thing to train. It's easy yeah. to go to the gym and spar and get your rounds in and do the physical things. But it's up here is where that's, this is where the real challenge lies when it gets down to competition. So before we move on, the only thing I want to give a shout out, because I know we're going to try to keep this show tight, is I got to give a shout out to my dog, Khalil Roundtree. I love Anthony Smith. Oh. He's my colleague. I, I've got one of those fights where it was tough. To, that was a tough one, guys. man. But Khalil's been a longtime teammate of mine at Syndicate. And yeah. this is a guy, when you talk about the mental game. On he, point. He is on, on point. point. And this guy keeps it together, dude. I'm calling it now. This guy can make a run at the top five. See him versus Alexa. Striking extravaganza. Get out of here. Let's go. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you, Michael. For Anthony is a friend. 
Never yeah. easy to see our friends. We've had to do it, right? We we work the desk. We work these fights. We're going to see friends lose. It's part mm. of the game. We know that better than anybody. So, so sad. But I'm also, like you talked about, I'm not as close. I haven't trained with Khalil, but I've gotten to call a lot of his fights. I've got to see the progression of his career. And to see him have one of those moments, to interview him afterwards on the desk, see him well up with tears when he finds out that he is amongst the top three knockout artists of all time in the light heavyweight division, amongst yeah. Chunk, Chuck Liddell and Shogun. To see him realize that, pretty awesome moment. So, uh, shout out to Khalil. Yeah. Well, uh, should we do the rounds? That being said, listen, UFC Roundup is about the fan questions. We got five good ones. House Cat is on there. Don't worry, of guys. Course. I know people are worried about, but he is on there. Let's bring him up, Morgan. All right, number one. Do you think Colby is being underestimated going into this fight? I like Leon a lot, but I do think... Kamaru's knee and other injuries really accumulated and played a big part in him losing. Kobe is a cardio machine with elite wrestling. Uh, I'll go first, Michael. I, I, I don't really think that people are necessarily underestimating Kobe. I think he's a scary person to be fighting. He is a machine when it comes to cardio. He is very good at wrestling. And yeah, maybe Kamara was slipping. I, I don't want to take anything away from Liam, but the first one was a head kick knockout at the end of a fight that he was losing badly. The second one won, but Kamara did also kind of, it doesn't matter. I mean, bad knees. He had bad knees when he beat Colby too. Yeah. So I think people are looking at that for sure and comparing those fights. I don't think anybody's looking past him, though. Well, if you look at the betting line, the fact that they have Colby at just a plus 130, I don't think he's being underestimated at all. You just have to understand, in a sport of MMA, Paul, you know, as good as anybody, it's all about recency bias. And yeah. the fact that Leon Edwards has been out there, and he's fought for the title, he fought Kamaru, beat him with the head he kick knockout, yeah. and then he, he wins the five-round decision. Colby hasn't fought since 272, I believe it was, in March of last year. I was in my bachelor party watching that fight. Can't really <laughs> remember too much of it, but uh, but nonetheless, it's a recency bias scene. And, and Colby, you know, I, I I was watching a little uh, some interviews and stuff before he filmed Roundup, and you know, he said that he claims that he was trying to get a fight with Shemaev and Mar or in in June of last year and all this stuff. But nonetheless, it's just recency bias. So I don't think that anybody's really underestimating Colby Covington. But you have to favor the champ in this situation, given that Colby hasn't fought in over a year and a half. Yeah, and we'll see. Things change, right? We're, we'll get closer to it, and uh, um, we'll see how they look at the the press conference, right? We'll see how yeah. they look at the weigh-ins. A lot of things can shift all that. But, yeah, I mean, you got to give it to to Leon. He has beaten mm -hmm. Kamaru twice. And mm -hmm. the first time, yeah, he was getting dominated, but still to win by absolute devastating head kick knockout and then to go and win a decision shows that you can win in all facets, right? Um, and I think, but, I think for Colby, too, it's like, Fatigue played a big part in that first, the second fight with Kamaru, I should say. The, the, you know, they're fighting at altitude. He just looked drained. And I think that the altitude played a part in that. Colby's cardio is weaponized enough to where maybe he could get Leon to that level of fatigue. But Leon showed he is still dangerous when he is tired. So yeah. Yeah. Colby's cardio is going to come into play. But we have to remember that it, it, even if he wears Leon out, Leon has that one shot. You know, he can, he can put your lights Head's out. Yeah. And you got to remember that he is going to be motivated and he oh, yeah. is going to be wanting to prove a point badly in this yeah. one. Colby, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you brush it off. And Leon has done a good job of that so far. He really doesn't get into that BS, but 
it gets under your skin. I don't care who you are. And he's not, he hasn't even begun. It's not even the press conference yet. It's not even, we're not fully into fight week yet. We're just getting, it's scratching the surface early in the week. So we'll see how things shake out as yep. it continues. See if Leon can still not allow Colby to really piss him off. Um, and we're, and we're just scratching the surface of Roundup. Let's go to round two. Round two. Do you think Ian Gary is distracted heading into the fight with Luke? Mm. Hashtag UFC Roundup. Um, I'll go first on this one, Paul. I think that it's hard to say because this is Ian creating the distractions himself. So how do we know if they're working mm-hmm. for him or working against him? Um, I, I think that kind of remains to be seen. I, the one thing I don't like that Ian Gary does is the camera comes around with him too often. And there's all this drama with him and Leon and, you know, him getting the best of, you know, Leon getting the best of him in the gym. And uh, the one thing Ian Gary is doing right, though, is you're creating a narrative. And you're going to be at the same press conference as the welterweight champion, the welterweight champion who's – whose coach kicked you out of his gym it kind of it's you create these types of scenarios where if he can go out and be an ultra tough Vicente Luque spotlight man who created these storylines that can get you to leapfrog people in the rankings as long as nobody leapfrogs Bilal Muhammad because he is fighting the winner of the main event at UFC 296 um he could find himself in a nice spot so it's it remains to be seen if, if these are distractions or not yeah, I agree with you, right? Where it's kind of like, how much of this does he want? How much of this craziness does he try to bring upon to, to, to get to these distractions? Is it really just his personal life getting in the way, right? It, you know, there's lots of talk of things going on that have nothing to do with fighting, even beyond the gym stuff. There's lots of things where people are attacking his character, things about his family. Those are the things that I don't care who you are. As a man, as a family guy, that's going to start to seep in and start to, to to wilt you a little bit that you're sick of hearing that and you just want to get in there and prove a point. Does it go too far? Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's madness, but you're right. We are all, we know who Ian Gary is fighting yeah. this Saturday. Oh, know, I know, I know as good as anybody. I fought right, that guy. We know, and we know, but I mean, uh, but I mean more than yeah. that, Michael. I mean, everyone knows about that fight because yeah. of everything that's going on. So yeah. it's good for him. It's definitely good for Luke. God forbid Luke goes in there and dusts him. It's, I mean, he's got all this attention on him now as yeah. the guy that went and beat who a lot of people right now yeah. in the fight community are kind of bitching at. Yeah. Well, you got to remember this too, Paul. If you go back to the Ian Gary fight when he fought Song Keenan. What is Song Keenan almost flatlining with? Oh, left hook. What's bad Vicente thing. Luque's best punch? He had a very bad performance on, on Saturday, by the way. I feel he bad. Did. I'm, a, he, I'm a fan he, of Song. And he dude, looked, he think about this. If he, his fight IQ, okay, you're fighting Ian Gary. You basically flatline him. You drop him with a left hook. And instead of following up with punches, you started stomping on his feet. This whole Ian Gary thing would be done if that guy had a higher fight IQ. He made he made some bad decisions on Saturday as well. <laughs> he made a lot of bad decisions. Day. Yeah, um, heck of a fighter. Got to work mental game. This is becoming a mental show right now. It's all about the, it's the about mindset between the ears. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Segways into it. Right. Um, but yeah, so we 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 agree. It's we we're not sure. We're gonna find out on Saturday. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of that answered when we see how he performs. But. He does seem like a kid that performs under pressure. I just also question where has the consistency of training been? Who are the training partners? Who are the coaches? Do you do you listen to them? Do you trust them? Are you really just kind of running your own show right now? We'll find out on Saturday. Yeah, guess we will. Round three. 
Uh, is there anyone at welterweight that you would pick straight up to you win? Okay, to win against Shavkat Rachmanov right now? No, I don't think straight up. I don't think like there's one person where I'm like, you know, who would absolutely mop the floor with Shavkat is this guy. I think he's competitive against anybody. I think, of course, there are people in the division that can beat him. Uh, I mean, he's human and yeah. there's some studs in this division. Yeah. Um, but I don't think straight up. I mean, I think he it gives everybody at least a run for his, their money. Uh, yeah. And maybe even the favorite going into it. I think Shavkat will be one of those guys that when he fights for the title, he'll be the favorite. I think he's yeah. just, I think, he, he, I don't want to disrespect Wonderboy because he's the nicest guy in MMA. And he's he's finding this like third wind where he's getting close. If he can go out and beat Shavkat Rachmanov, then he's going to be the guy that he he's the guy that's going to propel himself right back and, in the mix. And now we got a we got new champions. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, a lot of movement. It would be the golden opportunity. Like to, at this age, if he can get one more run at it, if he beats Shavkat, dude, he's right there. And it's different champions. We find out that night. I mean, I just think for Shavkat, what this is when when I break. I've, I've worked a lot of his fights, and he's in my weight class, and I pay very close attention to him. The thing that makes him so dangerous is he. So balanced. If you can see down below, eight knockouts, nine submissions. So if you're a specialist, he can match you there and he can wrestle. You know, I think that the one thing that I did see in the Jeff Neal fight was Shavkat does have that Kazakhstan style of boxing where the hands kind of float a little lower. And he took some hard shots from Jeff Neal. But I can't say that's a bad thing because that just shows he's got one hell of a chin because Jeff Neal hits as hard as anybody on the UFC roster. Jeff yeah. Neal is probably the top one in the top three for hardest punchers. Yeah, just straight up power. Yeah. And he took his shots. So for how well balanced his attack is, it's hard to say there's a guy that can come out and exploit a weakness in his game. Yeah, I mean, who like even Colby? Like I, I, I think it's competitive. Uh, yeah, Leon, it's competitive. Yeah. Even if Hamza came down back to welterweight, it's competitive. Oh, that was uh, the, that you know was I mean? was like that was like my dream fight. So it's like yeah. a the Hamza. Versus versus Shavkat. Oh, yeah, that would be it'd be insane, man. It'd be but insane. It, I think that fight. I think where that fight would come down to is cardio, and I think yeah. it's Shavkat that's got the better cardio. I think he Absolutely. wins that fight. And the way he attacks the body. I remember when he fought Jeff Neal. He just took the chances, taking the shots upstairs, yeah. but put that investment in the body, man. And there's nothing that will. You could be yeah. in the best shape of your life, and don't if matter. you start eating, if you start eating a bunch of body shots, you're gonna get deflated. Yeah. Especially to the liver, if you're yeah. especially if you're throwing at the same time that liver gets hit, I don't uh, care who you are, it alters your who, life. Who had the good liver shot this last weekend? Oh, uh, um, the uh, the Korean kid, uh, no, no, Japanese kid, uh, uh Tayara or uh, oh, uh yes, Tayara, Tayara, Tatsuru, Tatsuru. That was that was as good of a body shot. He as like unkicked it first, and then yeah. he was just like ripped the body. He beat <laughs> Shannon nasty. Rock, man, nicest guy in the world. Four KOs in a row. It's, it's just like uh, super good. Super okay. good. Round four. Let's do it, man. We're on a roll, roll, dude. Rolling fast. It would be nice to know honest opinions on the Patty versus Tony fight and reasons why it could go either way. I personally think it's a good fight at this point. Mm. I'll eat the dance on this one. Yeah, yeah. This is the perfect fight for both of these guys. For Patty, He's not quite there yet. Like he's got the stardom, he's got the he's got the fan base, but yeah, you, you got to start to kind of get those signature wins. Like I, yeah. I remember when I was coming up, I was searching for the signature win. I lost to Jorge Masvidal, 
Then I, I came up short to Joe Lozon. And I was just waiting for that one signature win, somebody with a name. And I got Jim Miller, got the Jim Miller fight. So for him, while this isn't a guy in the top 15 because he's clamoring to become a champion, this is the right fight because Tony has a notable name. And for Tony on the other side, Tony has, if you look at his, the skit he's been on, you got to acknowledge who it's against. Like, absolutely. I know his age, it comes into play and in how long he's been in the game, but it's like, we're talking Gaethje, Oliveira, Benil, Bobby Green. Who is the other one? Um, Gaethje, Benil, Bobby Green, Diaz. Yes. Diaz fight. Yeah. That one was kind of rough. You know, rough. Yeah. The last minute opponent change, but uh, this is the right fight for him. You just have to accept the fact, like I know Tony talks about want to be a champion still, but you have to accept the fact that it's time to reset. You need yeah. to reset. You need to get out of the rankings. This is a kid with a name. So while he might not have the number next to his name, he's got the fan base. So this is the right fight for both guys. I agree. I agree. It's a great fight. At first, I thought the same thing. A lot of people were like, oh, what are we doing to Tony? And then when people talked about it, and brought it up. Chael did a big thing on it. I was like, you know what? Actually, they're right. Like, it's a huge opportunity for Patty, who's been, you know, now I'm not trying to diss on Patty, but he's been he lackluster, right? He lost that fight to Jared. He got the W. Listen, I had that fight with Edson the second time around, super close. Probably should have gone to Edson. I got it. We get fights sometimes that go the wrong way. I beat Dan Hooker. I didn't get that fight, right? That's how the game works. You're you're around long enough. You're going to have your heart broken, and you're going to break somebody else's heart. It's just how it is. Uh, so this is a great opportunity for him to go in and say, listen, Tony's on a skid, but he's still elite. He's only lost to the best guys. If I beat him, okay, let's all slow down on everyone kind of ragging on how bad I am. He's still scary. We all admit that. And he can yeah. he can rub this all in our face afterwards because here we are, Patty. We are yeah. saying that Tony is still dangerous. And if mm -hmm. Tony can beat a young kid like Patty, but I agree, Michael, I think if he wins on Saturday, it's like slow down, Tony. Let's have some fun. Let's go celebrate this win, hang out with your family, and let's book another legend fight. Let's go book somebody else that's, you know, on the cusp of maybe wanting the fight but isn't going to just smash your face in. Yeah. And I think he could stick around for a few more fights and make some money. I do not think he's ever going to be champion, no doubt. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you got to have that Wonderboy type of resurgence. And Wonderboy's honestly in, in it, kind of going backwards to that fight. Like he's gotten the right fights. Like yeah. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson has gotten the right fights. And I know he's been one to kind of turn guys down at times. Everybody manages their, their career in their own way. Uh, but for Tony, it's like some of those fights are still competitive. The Bobby Green fight wasn't a total blowout. And he dropped Even him in the Chandler first round. at first. He looked yeah. good. Oh, yeah, we were all like, oh, he's back. And then he gets front kick to the freaking face. Uh, like, okay, well, that's just real crap luck, man. And that was yeah. a perfect front kick from Chandler. Yeah. What are you going to do? If that was me or you, you front kicking <laughs> me like that clean, I'm probably Dude. going down too. He could have been a punter for the freaking Atlanta Falcons. I mean, geez, that front kick could have kicked like a 58-yarder, dude. <laughs> yeah. Nothing you can do about one of those bad boys. No. Nothing you can do. Go round right, five. Where are we at? What round? Round five. Wow. We're, we're blazing trail. And here we are, 21 minutes, I think. Oh, it's House Cat, Michael. You take it, Michael. It's House Cat. It's House Cat. It's good to have you on the show, as always. Pantosha's fight with Moreno was given one of the wildest battles I've ever seen, given the fact that at one point he was an Uber driver who a man who smoked in his car. Whoa, a man who smoked in his car. I must ask, what is the side job that you or Paul Felder had where a rude customer deserved a knee? Paul, mm. <laughs> you seemed really excited about this question, so I think I'm going to let you lead the dance this, on this one. 
this is clear that <laughs> house cat has worked at, in a bar or in a restaurant and i know who house cat is uh, other than being a cat i know who's slightly behind this this man of mystery um has has been to the theater many a time and has worked i'm sure many a crap job and dealt with crap people as i have when i was coming up trying to be a fighter trying to be an actor i worked in lots of restaurants and um cafes and bar backing and bouncing and i remember <laughs> there was a guy at uh, the, the the bar that I was bouncing at it was an Irish pub in Center City. I won't say the name of it, but it was right smack dab. And all the UPenn kids, the Drexel kids, the D-bag, my oh. daddy's this guy, my daddy's that guy. I have a lot of money, so I can just get shit-faced on Saturday night and talk to these bouncers. Like yeah. not human. My buddy, Jim Rendero, was also bouncing with me. So I want to give a shout out to him because it was one of the sweetest moments I've ever seen as a bouncer. This guy's in my face, ragging on me, ragging on all these customers, telling us his dad's like a whatever, whoever he is. He starts arguing with my buddy, Jim. Jim kicks him out. Now, this is a guy big enough, but he starts coming at Jim like he's going to just punch him square in the face. And my buddy, Jim, Spartan, king of Spartan, front <laughs> kicks this dude off his ass into the air, back on out into the street, no. the street in center city, Philly in front of everybody outside of this bar. And I just died laughing. And that was just one of many moments of uh, people that have um, gotten on my nerves, but my buddy, shout out to Jim Rendero. Hopefully he sees yeah. it. He's still a very close friend of mine. And uh, man, one of the most epic bouncing moments I've ever seen. <laughs> he literally bounced him off the canvas. dude. <laughs> I uh, dude. So this one, I have to like, I got to tread lightly because this was the first one that came to mind. This is when I, this was when I'm, I, so I coach wrestling. I've coached wrestling for 12 years. Um, and I'm at a, a, a wrestling tournament, a qualifying tournament for kids to get to the state tournament. And I'm not going to say this coach's name or the team's name. Cause it's like a big joke in the Washington wrestling community about this feud that took place at this tournament. But my kid's in the blood rounds, and he's getting ready. The winner goes on to third and fourth place round, and they get a, they get a shot to go to state. And I, my kid's in a back-and-forth battle with this with this particular school that, you know, none of the coaches really like their staff. They're a bunch of jerks. And, and uh, the, my kid's winning, and the kid bites my kid's arm. So the kid, you know, he, he's getting cross-faced, and he bites his arm. He literally pulled his arm out because he bit me. So they pause the match, and there's the rule is in Washington State if there's a bite, it's a disqualification. It has to be over and under teeth marks because you could cross face a guy and just into the teeth, just yeah. kind of get a print of their teeth. But there was a chomp on the arm, so ref disqualifies him. This young coach gets in my face, and I'm just like the only thing that stopped me. For one, I, I'm a cool customer, and I, I'm working for the school. I'm not about to go swat some guy as a UFC fighter and get myself you know, yeah. in trouble on both ends of my career. Um, but my mom was in the stands. My mom was there to watch her, her friend's son wrestle. So as this guy's getting chirpy with me and it's, it's this huge scene on the mats, this coach, and I don't want to say his name, but it's the joke with everybody. It's me and this, the, this long time legendary wrestler in Washington. Everybody hates. He just walks up to me and he goes, everybody get away. We're not going to stoop to this guy's level. He pushed me on my chest. And I was like, like, I just was like, oh, he's seething, seething, just short. He's just a little guy, dude. I just want to grab oh. him, camera him into the mat. Like, <laughs> my mom's in the stands. And I'm like, Mike, now it's now it's not about me and my job. It's about my 
your mom's there don't hit this guy because he's yeah. a little older he's a lot shorter and he sure is sorry sure as oh. hell ain't as tough as <laughs> so that's my story <laughs> michael waits to the end of the show he drops an f-bomb um we're now r-rated at, at you know round up after hours um i'm <laughs> drinking a beer it doesn't matter so cheers right. everyone um to to the end of the year to a huge 296 coming up obviously yeah. this coming week guys we'll wrap it up we're going to need your fan questions as well yeah. uh final thoughts michael any fi- final thoughts michael i just gotta say you know I think that this is one of the most stacked main cards of the year. Um, and I'm really excited for this co-main event. I think that, you know, Pantoja, his story's great. He was an Uber driver, Uber each driver up until the first Royville fight. The moment that he had with his family after the Moreno fight, um, he's just a tremendous fighter. And you got Royville, the number one contender that is literally, this is the epitome of a killer be killed type fighter. You know what you get when Brandon Royville's in there. It's it's going to be complete chaos. So I'm really looking forward to that fight. I think that that's going to be the fight where it's either going to be fight of the night or whoever wins is going to walk away with 50k. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be a bananas. And I want to I want to I want to make a thing here. If if Tony Ferguson wins on Saturday night, we are doing the follow up roundup completely with sunglasses on the whole time. Me and you both. Yeah. yeah. So as an homage to tony ferguson if he pulls it off we'll do it and maybe we get some blonde wigs if patty pulls it off and we'll do the there whole we go. mix it up mix it up but hey, from, from us here at roundup uh enjoy the fights this weekend 296 awesome pay-per-view thanks for the questions house I'll- cat keep them coming i will keep your identity secret <laughs> someday you got to let him let the world go at the end of uh at the end of our show sometime <laughs> soon i'll let okay. everyone know <laughs> peace peace